0: Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by the Lions.com, coming to you from the West Coast. Josh Lander joined, as always, by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And Nate, I am happy to announce had an undefeated night last night, baby, on a weird duty Thursday slate uh, where I got a bunch of stuff wrong in that Mets Cardinals game because the Cardinals did not score or neither did the Mets rather off of Adam Wainwright, who all of a sudden was not the worst pitcher in the league for a bit, so good for Wayne. I still couldn't get the win. Mets pulled it off, but Nate had the uh, the Arizona game there with Rich Hill going under on the mound for the pods, under 15 and a half outs. Got that one right for a full unit and a half unit correct on the D-backs money, money line in the first five as they were winning there at the end of five. Uh, I As I mentioned, didn't get any runs scored in that game for the Mets, so lost about three bets there, roughly four with Paulie Goldschmidt. Just putting a little bit uh, like five bucks on a home run that failed, but we'll, uh, we'll continue to move along. Still above 500 and uh, well right at 500 but still in plus money as well uh, after last night thanks to some solid unit control there by Nate who had a really good night so we are moving on here to Friday to finish the week off with you guys definitely want to make sure to like and subscribe to that page and follow along as we're coming back to you each and every weekday this season also want you to head to lines.com, use the odds finder tool that we have on there whenever you're looking for lines on these baseball bets this season Nate let's go ahead jump right into your first pick for Thursday here in Tejas where I believe we're both talking about the Rangers and the crew
1: yeah like the Rangers on the money line here it's actually down from minus 140 where it opened to minus 120 most places uh DK I think has the best price right now so I'd put 1.2 units on it and try to get an even return um <clears throat> I mean Andrew Heaney on the mound here for the Rangers I agree with you if you're gonna talk under in terms of his strikeouts because that's not the way he's pitching anymore he's become a better pitcher managing contact the whiff rates and K rates are way down this year with Texas, uh, but they're, you know, coaching him how to pitch, how to pitch to contact his fastball control is actually much better using way more changeups to get the type of contact you want and good, good results. You know, they've won five of his last six starts. Uh, he has a 2.6 ERA at 3.6 FIP since the all-star break. The only, and you know, mixed into that, is facing his former team in the Dodgers, who, you know, are just lighting people up. So that's fair enough. The Brewers have been better lately against lefties, uh, but you know, still the third worst WOBA on the on the season in the NL against lefties, the third highest K rate in the majors against lefties. Um not that we're looking for K's here, but I am just looking for a solid enough start from Heaney to let that Rangers offense do what it do uh Brandon Woodruff is a really good pitcher here for the Brewers making only his fifth start of the year as he deals with some injury uh issues and in that small sample size I think we can see a little bit uh, of the potential for things to go wrong here Uh, a career high 17.7 launch angle at the ballpark with the highest home run factor in the majors this season um especially for lefties and he is you know, in this small sample, 5.1 FIP against lefties, giving up way more hard contact on that side, also giving up 37% hard contact in general and a 17% home run to fly ball ratio. So, Corey Seeger and company, that Rangers offense, which is so potent at home, I think can get to him. Uh, but you know, going back to Heaney versus Brewers lineup, uh, Christian Yelich is is what makes this lineup go. He's one for six three Ks in his career in this lefty lefty matchup. Heaney has had some trouble with Willie Ademis and, and and Mark Canna, but um you know Willie's hitting 167 since the all-star break. Canna only 213 since joining the Brewers. So I I, I mean I and I trust this Brewers bull uh, the Rangers bullpen all of a sudden. This as a staff, they have a two point two ERA in the last two weeks, you know. No room for slipping up in that AL West. So I do think they get another win here at home and the Brewers continue their struggles against lefties.
0: I I hear you. I think they can continue their struggles against lefties. They've been, Better in a smaller sample size over the last three weeks. And I'm only bringing that up right now, not even to, um, to try to, to combat your pick or dissuade you from it in any way, because I'm fine with the Rangers pulling this one out. I, obviously the money did start coming in on the Brewers in a way that uh, lowered that line pretty big time for them. Um, and, and you do now get even more value on the Rangers as a result at minus 120 to your point for the money line. Like now I'm back to, to being totally fine with that pick still my first pick here is going to be fading andrew heaney a bit more in this one and i wanted to start to look at some strikeout stuff for him the brewers as bad as they've been against lefties all season which is bad uh prior to the um to this past three week span where they've been a lot better against lefties they were a bottom five team against lefties uh in in the in the entirety of the league over the course of the season um and a big part of that is is was striking out. It was also just not putting balls in play. It was a WRC plus down around ninety and below at times versus lefties. Um, so not really able to get around out around the bases. Their, their strikeout rate was a lot higher um, as well. It's down to seventeen percent over the course uh, of the last. Um, I'm sorry. It's it, yes, yeah, down to seventeen percent, which is good for fourth lowest in the league over the course of the last three weeks for them versus left-handed pitching. So I did sort of hone in on that and go. Well, you know, to your points as well, Haney's not really getting outs by striking guys out. He's keeping the ball in the park for sure, um, which is is a really solid, helpful thing for for a a guy who definitely wants to induce a bit more weak contact when he can. Uh, And he's failed to get the six plus Ks that he would need in this one um, to get over his prop six of his last seven starts. Um, he's even gotten less than five in about five of those starts as well. So I don't know that I'm going to feel too sweaty about this one. I think under five and a half K's at minus one Oh six for Andrew Heaney. I'm putting a full unit on it. I think it's a pretty solid bet compared to where this would have sat if uh, the brewers were still striking out at the rate that they were against lefties. Uh, very recently. Mark Mark Hanna has been helpful for that lack of striking out. He's just, He's Marcana. So, I I mean, (laughs) the Mets got rid of guy like him. Some iteration of Marcana was on the Mets, like between Tommy Pham, Marcana, Jeff McNeil. It was just like. Everybody can hit 320. Great. Can anybody hit the ball past an outfielder? No. So that's exactly what you're going to get from Arcana and the the lineup that they've built since picking up a few guys at the All-Star break is not striking out now a lot more, as we've seen since that time period, um, and still not necessarily getting the power that they need. But the WRC Plus in the last three weeks is up to 119. Um, They've had a, a few really... Cupcake matchups, let's say, in that time frame as well with uh, some lefty matchups that really worked for them. A couple guys on the Pirates as well who were getting like their first or second career start that they were able to take advantage of. Um, So that is going to be a big part of this. But I still think the strikeouts for Heaney are a good play as opposed to necessarily trying to fade him entirely. Not saying he's going to give up runs. I just don't think he's going to get those outs by Kane, guys.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. I I just still trust the Rangers uh, to keep doing what they've been doing at home, you know, 42 and 21 at home. Brew Crew not really winning against lefties. But let's take a an over on some Ks, have a little more fun here on Friday night. Uh, Cy Sandy Alcantara seems to be back You know, with a 2.3 ERA, 6K to walk ratio in his last five. He does have 7Ks or more in four of those five outings. So for him to have plus 108, plus 110 odds to get six strikeouts is really appealing i would go three-fourths of your unit on that and then put a quarter unit on him to get seven k's which is plus 220 at fan duel the reason you're getting the juice is because it's the dodgers who have just been lighting people up like i mentioned earlier and not really striking out a ton or or much at all you know one of the lowest k rates in the league in the last two weeks in the last 30 days but on the season still lefties versus righties they have a above average 22 percent k rate their slew of lefties who i don't know if they're all going to be in there tonight but freeman muncie peralta hayward combined 230 with uh 21 k rate in their careers against sandy who you know i think had a bit of a rough rough luck stretch i mean maybe just a lapse of concentration you could say early in the season where he's allowing people to hit 390 with runners in scoring position Um, You know, only stranding 58% of his runners uh, on the road against righties versus 81% last year with a 25% K rate in that situation. Lately, he has been much better in those righty-righty matchups. We saw him face the Dodgers last year and really struggle, get hit hard at Dodger Stadium. Six days later, though, he proved he can handle this lineup. He bounces back with a complete game 10K effort. You know, these last five starts where he's putting up these numbers, they are not cupcakes at all at Tampa Bay, at Texas, and home against the the Phil's and and, the Yankees while they're struggling. Still a dangerous lineup. But he's, you know, overcoming it. The velocity has consistently been above 98 and getting guys to chase at about a 40% rate since June 1st. I mean, that is a recipe for getting some K's for sure. And I think he's in complete control at this point. So I'm just going to stick with that. Uh, I mean, Tony Gonsolin is showing some, some vulnerabilities that he did not show last year. His, his barrel rate has doubled. Uh, his swinging strike rate is way down. Is and, and, you know, the chase-happy Marlins might actually have some success against him, but I, I don't like losing money, so I'm not going to bet against the Dodgers in any way, even in the first five here. I'm just going to hope that Alcantara... You know, is motivated by this matchup, you know, to be able to have success against the hottest team in the NL right now, and that will sharpen him enough to get those six, seven Ks and keep the Marlins in this one.
0: I got to tell you, I'm I know you're really more uh, just you're backing Sandy here, and I'm so with that because he's the rare pitcher who has been better in these dog days he was bad to start and then he picked it up actually i'm going to talk about a former marlin who's in the same boat pablo lopez who's been similar to sandy in that he started out with some struggles has come back around big time has an offense that is anemic these guys are still very similar pitchers. um even though the miami's offense to their credit has been a lot better since picking up burger and bell uh the law offices of burger and bell smash bros uh but i I think the interesting thing here is tony gonsolin is still starting for a team that's trying to make it uh get a really solid playoff seed. Tony Gonsolin has not been good in like two months. And I know because I dropped him on my fantasy team two different times because I had the audacity to pick him back up. So I actually wouldn't even be as afraid of some first five stuff. Um, I, I was briefly looking at that game going, do I have the balls to say that uh, that this, it basically it's Sandy versus the LA Dodgers offense. That's how I see this. Just That's the matchup because I think there's going to be if Tony Gonsolin goes five innings, I'd be more than shocked if he didn't give up at least three runs. He's had some nasty outings lately, and I do think he's ripe against this uh, righty-heavy lineup of the Marlins to, to potentially give up some runs here. So I'm, I'm with you to back Sandy. I think if you are, you know, going to take a, a dog here uh, on the day, I think the Marlins are probably the play. Just knowing that, like, you're you're always going to get juice when you're playing the Dodgers at this point, even if you have the clearest cut of a of a pitching uh, edge as Miami does. So I, I wouldn't be too scared. I, I didn't do it yet. And I, I just liked a couple other bets better in this, on this slate to talk about here in this video, but I would not be scared of fading Tony Gonsolin uh, and riding even harder with, with Alcantara to say that the, the bats of Miami will be able to back him up a little bit. Uh, but the fact that you're getting plus money on all these K, uh, like over him to get six K's at plus money. It's like, yeah, this is a different guy than we saw at the beginning of the season. Uh, and I think the Dodgers are capable of still striking out decently. So um, I'm gonna finish things off talking about Pablo Lopez who I feel like I just start talking about whenever I can because that's one of my favorite pitchers ever. And he's added a slider, Nate, and it's nasty. Uh, he's now throwing it 21% of the time, whereas prior to this season, he was not throwing his slider at all because he didn't have one. Um, and then he found one. And it's, it's probably a part of the reason that it took him a little bit to, uh, to get going this season. Had a couple home runs that he gave up here that were more than he had in the past because of the fact that he was really just working in this slider. He was, he was still keeping it over the plate, uh, and now he's really seemed to figure it out with a, a really nice K percentage on that pitch as well. I'm going Minnesota run line because you're not going to find value on, on on betting against the Pirates anymore unless you take a run line. Um, so that's to, at minus 108 on Fanduel. I'm putting a full unit on it because I really, really like the pitching edge in this one for Pablo Lopez over Andre Jackson uh, on the mound now for Pittsburgh, who's... I mean, most of these guys are just inning eaters at this point for, for this team. Even Mitch Keller is really just being left out there to to just go when he's out there and eat as many innings as he can because they're just waiting for the season to end, to be honest. Um and, and Andre Jackson's a guy who he struggled mightily. He's only pitched twenty-six innings in uh, this season. He's got a five four seven ERA and a four seven eight FIP. And that is in large part due to the fact that he has given up six home runs in those 26 innings, which is good for more than two per nine, which is good for a bottom three percentile in the league right now. Um, and, And I don't know that he'll necessarily continue to find work next year either. He's got the sort of makings of a long reliever at this point more than anything. And Minnesota, as much as they strike out, which... I don't know, maybe you want to look at Andre Jackson's strikeouts because you can pretty much just go like this and bet uh, against the, uh, the the Twins for them to strike out against uh, righties as well, especially in a way that like I'm not going to tell you not to take Andre Jackson's case, but I'm specifically just taking the run line because I think the, the bats for Minnesota will at least be able to put, let's say, three-ish runs on him in the first five, six innings of this game if he's able to make it to the fifth inning. Um, and if he's not, that Pittsburgh bullpen is very bad as well right now, and I'm happy to fade that as they have a... Uh, uh, Nearly five and a half ERA uh, in in the month of August right now. So uh, up to eleventh in WRC plus and slugging for Minnesota. They've had a pretty cupcake schedule, getting a lot of Tigers games in there uh, and some other some some Cleveland Guardians in there as well. Uh, Not Gavin Williams. So they've had some 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 lucky sort of starts uh, and matchups that they've had against pitchers lately. Uh, They still have the fifth highest K percentage, like I said, uh, in the league right now against righties over the, the the last month and a half. Uh, but I think there's really good reason to feel good about Lopez, who uh, seven uh, the, the K's uh, as well. I, I should mention for him, I'm taking Lopez uh, some player performance levels here, half a unit on him to get seven K's plus the uh, Minnesota money line. And then a quarter of a unit on him to get eight K's and plus 115 on FanDuel there. He's gotten at least seven in nine of his last 11 games. Uh, in that time frame, he has a better than 11 per, uh, Ks per nine uh, that he's that he's tossing there. He's only given up two earned runs or less in seven of his last eight starts. In that other start, he had a blow up outing there. Um, I believe it was, it was against the Royals. Uh, so but other than that, Pablo Lopez looking really, really nice as of late in a way that, well, I mean, these Pittsburgh bats versus right handed pitching, 18th in WRC plus 22nd batting average. They strike out the fourth highest rate over the course of the last month um, versus right-handed pitching. They cannot hit that slider that I mentioned. They are the second worst team in terms of weighted runs created off of sliders. uh, And they have a very low, there's like minus 26% in terms of their their, uh, expected outcome essentially. So I feel pretty good about a guy throwing a nasty slider on top of his ninety nine hundred mile hour stuff, he's right back in the mix of things. This, this Twins team—they need to keep winning, uh, and this is a, a series that I think they're going to try to get at least to, if not, uh, really go strongly for the sweep here.
1: Yeah, I just can't. When I take a player performance double like that, like seven with seven Ks, I would much rather have plus odds. Like I can't believe how short those odds are for seven Ks to win. I do like the run line yeah. though. And I, I think the Twins, the, just the Twins run, run total, uh, whether it's four and a half or five and a half, the way you're talking about Andre Jackson and that Pirates bullpen, I think those are probably the preferred bets in my mind. Just because the Twins are playoff bound at this point, and if Pablo Lopez is a, a staple of their rotation, there's no need for them to stretch him out. Uh, and try to have him pile up Ks against a woeful Pirates team. That's
0: fair. I I think it's going to be one of those games where he's got five strikeouts by the second inning or something like that, and I really don't want to leave that hanging. So I feel you on this one. I mean, it's minus 230 uh, on the money line there for Minnesota for a reason. Uh, Nobody really feels strongly about these Pirates anymore, and this pitching matchup is just such an edge, uh, even once the bullpen comes in, like we said. So. That is all the time that we have for you today, though. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We're coming back to you guys starting next week once again, back up on Monday for you. So until we see you next. Happy